sea, cautiously submerged into the darkest depths of the world of Keyforge, discussing lore, rules, strategies, decks, organized play, and of course the Nordic Keyforge League. Join us as we jump into the portal and take our place safely between Gross and Hings. Then ride that tidal wave straight into the whirlpool to your strange ordination. This is the Nordic Keyboards Podcast. Hello and welcome everybody. Uh, this is the Nordic Keyforge podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jason, the Captain Kirk, and we have with us today uh, Linus, uh, Mr. K-pop himself, and Jonas, also known as Hydrophilic Attack. How are you guys? Good to be here. I was away for one episode already. Feels <sighs> so good. Mm. You mean it feels good to be away? No. Oh, it feels good to be, to be back. Okay, just, yeah, let's exactly. just clarify that <laughs> So before we let you back on for uh, ne- ne- next next episode. <laughs> okay, so uh, today we have a fun episode for, in store for you all. But for, before we get onto that, let's talk about our Keyforge weeks. Uh, let's start with you, Hydro. How are you doing? How's your week been? Um, it's been good. Uh, my Keyforge highlight this week was uh, I played uh, in the Time Shapers League, uh, the Newton format, where one game is Archon and then the other game is Reversal. So it's like best of two adaptive. And it was super fun because my opponent had a, a really cool deck with uh, a bunch of archiving and Epic Quest. And Epic Quest, uh, it's a card when you play it, you archive all your knights and then it has Omni. If you play the seven, seven Sanctum cards this turn, you get it to Forge a Key for free. And that's a, I've played mm. with a card in Sealed online sometimes, and I've never gotten it to work. But in this matchup, both first me in the reversal round, and then my opponent in the in the Archon round got to make a key with Epic Quest, and it decided the game. So that was super fun. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, would you mind to describe the um, the card, Jonas? Epic Quest. Hydra. Yeah. Uh, okay, I I just did. It. Uh, I will do it again. Uh, so it, it says play archive each friendly cre- knight creature in play. So we will archive any sanct- most sanctum creatures you have, uh, and then it's an artifact and it has omni. If you played seven. Sanctum cards this turn, uh, you get to forge a key at no cost and destroy every quest. I think, uh, yes, and and uh, yeah, so what this deck had, it had a bunch of archiving as well, so you could help set it up. Uh, so that was one of the key cheats that we did on the Friday Forge that we couldn't do because it was just really difficult, yeah, to, to set up, yeah. So, but so it was super fun to have a game where both of us got a key and it decided the game <laughs> off of this card that never works. And that was just wonderful. That's 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 really fun. I love it when when a card says uh, without what is it without no cost. Yeah, yeah. Forge a key. I mean, key cheats are great. I love key cheats, but at no cost, even better. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that's gonna that's going to be my theme today <laughs> oh yep say no more say no more let's let, <laughs> let's let's wait you know keep everyone in suspense of what we're talking about uh so far although you can probably read on the uh podcast episode title that's absolutely fine linus how was your week your keyboard week yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of hype before the NKFL league was going to start. People were hyping up, at least in the Swedish uh, Discord community. Um, uh, Yusavo was there in all the divisions, <laughs> memeing up everything, <laughs> hyping up everything. So thank you, Yusavo, for that. I love um, to just just got in here. I love the fact that he's not only. Uh, this last season he kept his memes to his own league now he's spreading those memes and we love it uh you see keep that one up <laughs> it's so good yeah uh, he's the number one hype man in... exactly yeah. now, everybody loves you and especially yeah. when he's dead serious and says he's going to crush everybody yeah. <laughs> so once again you thank you for hyping up um, so I was really excited for actually our game. The, we played already. Uh, my Who were you game. playing against? You I was and... playing against the the forecast man. He's Candyman. Candyman, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see here, Candyman, exactly. And um, we had a. Let's say that I had a good, pretty good performance. I had also a little bit luck on my side. Um, have you guys ever been, you know, experiencing the bad side of a wormhole? The wild yeah. wormhole? Oh yes. yeah, yeah. I've I've played it first turn and um, discarded my key card many times. That's that's kind of like what uh, Candyman did to himself, oh, which no. uh, actually won the game to me. He he was going to automatically win the game that turn if he would have just played in different order or stuff or something like that but he he played his wormhole and kaboom he the whole <laughs> board is empty due to bad, bad luck so uh, so because of that i i won that game uh, that was a really really tight game really good game so well played candyman um sometimes you know luck is on somebody else's side and this time it was on my side um so i can't you know be sad at all because i i at the end then managed to win the whole match up or i don't know what what should we call all the matches or the matchup uh the three games yeah yeah the yeah. game the game against Ken, I, I managed to snatch a 3-0 win so that's a really good start for this nice. season yeah, so three, i hope two, i will 323132 looking at yeah. the document here Exactly. So I hope I will keep up with uh, with putting pressure on other diamonds in this league, especially when we have a uh, one good close uh, podcaster who has uh, been voted as the favorite for this season. So <laughs> it's good to be put some pressure on him. Yeah, you know, I think, that, I, think we... I think that vote was rigged. You know. <laughs> you know i mean hydra you're just salty that you didn't get any votes <laughs> yeah that, that, something is fishy with 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 that vote so I, i'm telling you there there yeah uh, i know mean, how you feel though i didn't get any votes in silver i was so excited about the fact oh someone did vote for me but then it was just Sizox selling up the vote <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment in that moment but you know, for a while I had two votes, so someone actually voted for me. 
and then then removed it and voted somewhere else. (laughs) That's even worse than not voting for it. Yeah, so I was like, okay, one guy believes in me, uh, and this will fuel me through the season. And then, uh, and then he stopped believing in me. So I, I yeah. think he he just he just felt like, no, I need to jump in this uh, Zaromis hype train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, but so this this week has been really good for me. That's good. That's good. Just a couple of other results um, that I've seen played. We're recording this Tuesday evening. It's currently about nine o'clock. Um and Algonon R has won two one versus TV shop and Caspian DK has won three nil versus Yali Fallon in the Platinum. The gold haven't had any matches played yet. Uh Silver, you have Yasavo that we just talked about. He won two one over Bone Smacker. Bronze, uh Equi won three nil versus Oh no, he had a walkover. Um uh, <laughs> so so that that there that's one. Pinata had a walkover in Bronze B, and uh, it looks like Tavak for X. Um, we had a very close game in the Summer Cup, actually. Really nice guy. Um, beat Flocks two one in Bronze B as well. So they're the matches that've been played so far. The hype is real. Uh, I've got my game against um, uh, Martian Dog on uh, Thursday night. Good luck. Um, which I'm a little bit, I'm really nervous about. The hype for the season has been so, so much. And I haven't been excited about the season so far. Yeah, I mean, you said you won't uh, be even participating in this uh, one. I know. I know. That's so you joined how the strong hype. the hype is for season 13. When I mean, people were thinking about saying that the Key Forge is dying, Key Forge is alive here in this league. I mean, seriously, <laughs> the hype is so, so strong. I love it. Um, my key for week hasn't been anything more than uh, just playing, trying to play some of my decks a few times and understand uh, some of the ones which I think I'm sure won't get banned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to go on through a little bit of a, um, you know, always have a deck that can handle everything, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh Apart from that, I haven't really done much apart from, uh, yeah, edit the podcast last week and stick that one out. So, um, cool. I can't, but, but, by the way, just... The, the, there was this one one news on uh, the Keyforge Facebook group about the um, artist balance oh, yeah. sheet, right? Oh, that's really exciting. Should we... Should so we when... should, wait, wait a second, Linus. We just got to bring in a, the quick Uncharted Land segment here because this is, you know, Keyforge forecasting or forge casting. You know, no, no, we're not going to go with forge casting. Never mind. Um, oh, do, for, oh, yeah. I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you could go with that one. <laughs> it took me, it took me a moment, but normally, normally I cut out silence. But, but, but no, you should I'm... say that, and you should absolutely no one should react, and and you shouldn't react either. And and it's like so people should wonder, did I hear it wrong? Did I hear something? And <laughs> and not be sure. Like, so that you had this reaction, I just had. Uh, that's. I'm I'm not going to edit this at all. I'm going to keep this reaction. It was good enough. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Linus, you reminded me about the Uncharted Lands forecasting. What's the news? Yeah, the the amazing news is actually um, one day I was wondering, you know, in this, uh, like I was lost in the woods in the in the Facebook, and then suddenly I, I I came across this 
post on the on the Keyforge um, Facebook group wall, and it says that art, the well-known artist, at least in our community balance sheet, is going to be uh, the lead artist uh, or director or art director or uh, whatever. Director, yeah. yeah, exactly, uh, for Keyforge in FFG. So that was like, mm. I was like, I mean... I mean, guys, who's talking about the Keyforce is dead? I mean, yeah. what? <laughs> he, uh, I mean, I think he's like the second nicest guy in Keyforge. I made this comment as, as well <laughs> on this post. Um, Zach Armstrong, we can't take this, that, that nicest guy of Keyforge title away from you. Don't worry. But he's a really nice guy. Um, I ordered a, a play map from him. And we got into conversation, and he's he's given us the um, uh, the the go ahead to use any of his artwork um, on the Nordic Keyforge League website, um, and we've nice. got a link to his store as well. So such a nice guy, um, and so letting us do that. But he also commented because I made a comment and said, you know, this is big for Keyforge, and of course this is big for Keyforge. That someone who cares so much about the game. Uh, that his plays the game is going to be involved in the game, um, and I th- so many people are getting um, excited about this. But he did respond to my comment and said and played it down just a little bit to say, well, actually, it's still Fancy Flight that has the decision on <laughs> obviously what happens with Keyforge, and so you know he can then be put onto any project that they want him to. At the same time hiring someone who's so passionate about the game as well and has so much involvement in the game so far this is a good sign for the game yep. yeah absolutely um and i was really really pleased to to hear this as well uh, and yeah. it's also just a talented guy like some of his cards <sighs> the art is some of the some of the best in the game like uh, yeah. he has uh, such cool use of color mm. Like uh, really approachable as well. I mean, uh, Mortiver, someone else who's quite active in the community, he reached out to him um, and he made some artwork for the uh, Justin and Nathan who do Tabletop Royale um, and did artwork for their Archons and turned them into their Archons, their Vault Tour winning decks. And it's just like someone like that in the community uh, who's. That was so cool. Going to be working on the game even more this is this is can only be good news yeah 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 great well should we finally get into uh the topic for tonight um and we're gonna go for a bit of a fun one tonight we're gonna be talking about our favorite cards of dark tidings and now i'm gonna um put emphasis here on the word favorite because they don't have to be good cards. They don't have to be useful cards. They can be controversial cards, and you can like them for whatever reason you want to. Um, we're living in Sweden. There's no judgment here. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to hop right in. Uh, favorite cards in Dark Tidings. And Linus, give us your first one. All right, all right. Um, my first one. Is actually going to be yes, dark discovery. Oh yes, <laughs> is 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 one of my favorite, and it, it it also includes two cards. So I'm just I just want to uh, find them up here, so I will read them, so people will know exactly what is going on. 
Um, these are action. It's it's a set of three cards. So when if you get if you get the dark discovery, you will also get two more cards. So they are always together. Um, and I'm trying to search here. Here, okay, perfect. So dark discovery. It's an action card, and uh, it gives you one amber pip. And actually, that's the last card that usually you want to use in this combo. It's like a little combo. Um, so I will wait with the Dark Discovery's description, and I will read the first card, which could be the Drawn Down. And that's also an action card. And these are unfathomable, unfathomable cards. It says, play, look at the top three cards of your opponent's deck. So you will look at the deck, and then you will discard one card, put one card on the bottom of their deck, and put one card on top of their deck. So already that card is really nice because you, you're manipulating opponent's deck by hopefully finding key cards that you can put away, either on the bottom or in the discard. And then you put one on the top. So that's in itself really nice card. But here's the, the key part here is that you put one card on the bottom uh, and you will know soon why. And the next one is the Dive Deep. And that's also an action card. And it says, play, discard the top card of your opponent's deck. Put a creature that shares a house with that card on the bottom of its owner's deck. So this is actually the hardest part of this combo. Because first of all, you need to have... Uh, the opponent needs to have these uh, creatures on the uh, board. And then you will flip the top card. You will or discard it, and you will look which house is that one. And if you manage to hit, like, let's say the opponent has a, a untamed, only untamed creature, and then you flip on Logos card, then nothing happens. So you want to, hopefully the opponent has one creature from each of his houses, right? And then you, when you flip the card and it matches the houses, that creature from the board will go on the bottom. So after you play the drawn down, you have one on the bottom that you know, and with this dive deep, you have one more card that you know. So suddenly you have two cards on the bottom that you know. And this is the perfect time to play then the Dark Discovery. Because that says, play, name two cards, discard the bottom two cards of your opponent's deck. If they are named, uh, the named cards, purge Dark Discovery and forge a key at no cost. Love a free key. It's, it's just... Yeah so surprising i i played this several times and it's so fun because people are always <laughs> baffled like wait 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 a minute what what's wait, wait what just happened <laughs> i mean there is an element of human error here that you you also haven't brought in is you still have to remember what those two cards are yes by the time you play dark discovery as well um I've been in a situation where I was playing live and <laughs> I couldn't remember which two cards they were. I remembered the <sighs> artwork, anything. I just couldn't remember the names of them. I got there in the end, but it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've been playing this only on TZO and that helps because you can just yeah. look at the list and so on. But oh my goodness, I'm scared to play this uh, in real life. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's so. going to be super scary. I like also that this card is quite interactive. Like you can counterplay it. You can try to yes. get through your deck. If 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 they put if your opponent puts a card on the bottom of your deck, you can try to shuffle the deck before they shuffle the deck. Get, yes, get a free key. And there are lots of ways to do that. You can try to rush through the deck. You can use an effect that shuffles the deck. Yes, uh, and or even just 
or just don't have creatures on the board. Yeah, for for the other one. Yeah. So so I, I like that one a lot. Also, you you can play around it and have some galaxy brain place uh, to stop this plan from happening. Um, yes, being there in also when 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 an opponent has realized what's going on and played really smartly. Yeah, that's Dark Discovery. I have had really fun. I have a deck with that. And, um, I, I have several decks, actually, but I have one that consistently usually gets that. So it's 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 a super fun. It puts a lot of pressure on the opponent because suddenly you have, like, you're only playing two key game. <laughs> nice. No, uh, Dark Discovery is, uh, I think, one of my favorite key cheats. Um not my top favorite, but it's yeah. I think it's number one for me. All right, let's move quickly on to uh, Hydro. Hydro, give us your first card. Yes, my first card is also an unfathom unfathomable action, and it's uh, Brain Drain. Uh, so this is um, a common mm. card. Uh, it gives you one amber when you play it, and it says, "Look at your opponent's hand." Choose a card from it and put it on top of their deck. Uh, so this card, it does so many things. You get information because you see their hand. Uh, so you can see if they have a board wipe or too much to protect or something like that. Um, it also, by looking at their hand, you can figure out what they're likely to want to do on their next turn. And then you can interfere with that plan by denying them one of the cards. Uh, so either I try to figure out what is it, what house do I really not want my opponent to choose next turn, and then I put the best card from that house I put away. So either I stop my opponent from choosing the house I don't want them to choose because then they go in another house, or they play that house but they they get one less card to use. Uh, and the other thing, mm. it, because it's common, you can get multiples. And this card is obviously even better if you have multiples. If you play both on one turn, then you take away a third of their hand. Uh, and uh, yeah, mm. it, it's just a card that allows you to do a lot of things and uh, uh, try to... You have to really think about yeah. the game state and the, the deck that both you and your opponent has to make the most of this card. And I love cards like that. Yeah, even just 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 the information on mm. what your opponent has in their hand is valuable enough. Um, knowing yes. if your opponent is you know holding on to that too much to protect or that board wipe or something, yeah. I do. No. I do one one thing with brain drain that I do. You know, it slows down a little, just in terms of disruption. Like you're putting it back on top of the deck, so it's not slowing them down a huge amount. Um, and so I don't think I've used this myself as well as I probably should have done. And and maybe the timing is 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 key here um, uh, as well. So so the thing about putting a card on top of their deck. If it's the house they choose the next turn, it means they will they will play that house, and then mm. they will draw are guaranteed to draw one card from that house for the turn after, which is not what you want to do. So it That's slows true. down the yeah. draw a bit. 
uh, as well. Yeah. So, so that's an, a disruptive aspect of it. Yeah. But just yeah. just general the idea that you see the opponent's hand, that mm. information is huge. Oh, undeniably, undeniably. Definitely. So, I, I mean, there's no downside in this card. I, I, I love to have this card. It's it's just super good card, in my opinion. I think I think even when we had uh, when we were interviewing uh, Christian, he mentioned Brain Drain because that was we were oh. talking about Dark Tidings, and he mentioned Brain Drain as one of his. At, at least he main uh, mentioned this card. So. Mm. Okay, are you guys ready for my uh, my first Dark Tidings favorite card? Bit of a controversial one here because many have deemed this card absolutely useless. <laughs> a chain in your deck. Um, what were they thinking? <laughs> that kind of deck. But the more I look at it, the more I I love this kind of mechanic. And one of the things I do love about Dark Tidings is just the amount of choice and the amount of decisions that you that you have in a game. And it just makes that it makes your opponent think as well of how they're going to use it. The card is Trojan Sauropod. And it's an artifact with one bonus ember. Uh, it's an item. And um, I would have maybe said it was a um, a vehicle or, or something, actually. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an item. Uh, Trojan Sauropod enters play under your opponent's control. It has an Omni effect, game three. And so obviously it's your opponent that is gaining the three when they, they affect it, when, when, they, when they activate it. Your opponent reveals their hand and puts each creature from it into play ready and then refills their hand as if it were their draw card step. Destroy Trojan Sauropod. Now, I had to read this a few times and I think I was even going to talk about it <laughs> the first kind of card-based episode that we were talking about and I read through it once and I was like, man, this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm re- reading it again and it really puts your opponent in a difficult situation especially late game um, when yes they're gaining three but I get to empty my hand and draw my card draw cards again and then play keep playing there isn't a like in this an omega or anything. I could still play some more cards, so that that can also hand the game to me as well at the same time. Now, obviously, there's a risk. There could be some cards that I'm trying to hold on to um, for a situational, but as an end game thing, I really like giving this to the opponent to make them think and kind of. It also distracts them from their game plan to kind of go, okay, can I just do this to get the quick ember or am I going to be putting myself in a, in a tough situation here? Um, and so that's, that's just one of the things. And it's one of those designs that just makes you think and makes people think, okay, they're thinking outside the box here and they're, Bringing more decisions into the game. I don't know. What do you guys think about this card? Um, hate it, love it. So I'm mostly in the hate camp. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> because you know your opponent can just wait until they hold the board wipe, uh, so they gain three amber. Then they play the board wipe, and you gain nothing. 
Uh, I think there are some obscure combo decks where it could work. It can work with Horn Swaggle where you use your opponent's artifact because you play it and it comes yeah. in exhausted. Your opponent doesn't have time to use it. And then next turn you can go Shadows yeah. and use use it and and gain gain um, gain gain the three amber. Mm. Uh, one thing I played, I sealed the game on TCO, which was crazy. It had, in theory, I could have archived like ten cards from the top of my deck through a combination of Think Twice, Sauropod, uh, Backup Plan. Uh, Hornswoggle and uh, uh, and final analysis. Uh, in theory, I could have basically drawn half my deck uh, if all the cards came in the right order. So I, I think maybe in some super rare situations it can be good. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you're 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 a hater. Haters yeah. gonna be haters. Yeah, haters gonna hate. <laughs> Yeah, I've been, I've been on the fence for this one, but I just think actually it's just one of those one of those cards that at the surface it's just like what are they thinking, but then you really think about it and it, more and more it feels like it's got a place. So, so, so I want to give one credit to the card. It's I, I really love the flavor. Uh, the flavor is excellent. Uh, like it's mm. it's like a Trojan horse, uh, yeah. but but. Uh, uh, in Keyforge, so so mm. so so that part I really like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's many ways that the the card could have been made better or a little bit more functional or a little bit more desirable to play. Um, I'm, I'm I'm really interested to hear those persons who were designing this card. That like, what what was the thought process? It would be really interesting mm. to hear them, you know, uh, explain it because I think majority of the community is probably on their hater side and and are like mm. what is going on <laughs> hence the controversial so, so 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 i would say my guess is it's it's sort of a fun card if you're playing a super mm. casual game uh, where, where where it doesn't matter and yeah. you just want splash effects uh mm. and your opponent doesn't really have to play the best they can they're just trying to see crazy things happen then this could enable crazy things but I mean, it requires your opponent to make to, to help you out, or I, I don't know. So, so it's uh, mm. uh, a lot of the time it's not going to be good. But I think it can be very fun in those situations. So, so I think that yeah. was the thought process. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was kind of expecting this reaction, so no <laughs> harm done. No, but I, I must say, that, Captain, that um, respect your thoughts. I, I really like the way how you explained it, why you kind of think, why you like it, like how it puts an opponent in into an interesting uh, position to think about. Like, should is this the moment to do it? Like, mm. let's say if, if they don't have the board wipe uh, and maybe mm. they have used all their board wipes and we're coming closer to the end of the mm. game it's tempting to do the three three uh, amber but you know luckily i mean because that's also about luck do you have creatures in your hand or not <laughs> right mm. yeah. Uh, yeah but even just getting a couple of the creatures down could be important for you for your next turn so just that is put me you know in, into a bit different um perspective mm. when i'm thinking about mm. the card uh, keyforge is such a mind game in so many ways though 
like psyching out, trying to, you know, watching what your opponent's doing, watching their actions. Um, and it's better in real life to really suss out what, what they're trying to do. Looking, you know, how much, how good is their poker face? But yeah, cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, uh, so I, I, I think I just realized how to fix the card, how to make it functional. You say, you say it should have had. Can we oh. just can we do for, from this moment on? We're going to copyright this the next couple of sentences <laughs> to hydrophilic attack. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean go, go for it, obviously I know how to design the card games better than the creators. Is what I'm saying now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but still, still, uh, I think it would have been more fun if it was after you use it, you have to uh, move to the next step of your turn. So it's like an omega when you use it. So your opponent can't play a board wipe on the turn where they use it to yeah. gain three ember. I think it would have been better balanced like that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I could see there's some mm. balance issues even with that one pun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you knew that the, the opponent had a lot of board wipe, you would either not play it if they had a board wipe or after they'd played their board wipe as well, because that's the big spanner in the spanner in the works for that one. Great, let's move on to our second cards. Uh, Mr. K-pop, what is your second favorite Dark Tidings card? I still keep uh, myself in the house of unfathomable. Do you know, um, I'm going to make a rule here. You can only choose an unfathomable card if you can pronounce the house's un, name. Unfathomable. <laughs> un, unfathomable. Let's go. Let's go with. Let's go with the fish. No, people. I, I like to people. practice that. <laughs> kraken people, exactly. <laughs> the unfathomable kraken people. The fish man. Fish man. Fish, okay, go fish for it. Hit, hit, hit us with the unfathomable card. Uh, this card actually is a. Uh, it's big. It's huge. It's magnificent. It's called General Sherman. It's a creature, mm. a beast. It's 10 power. It's gigantic. And I love the art. It's it's so well connected to this card. Like how, how the flavor is really nice. Um, the card says like this. General Sherman deals no damage when fighting. Oh, that's sad. But when you play it, purge each other creature. If General Sherman leaves play, return to play each creature purged this way. So it's kind of like a some sort of a, a board wipe in one way. So it simply just eats all the other fishes in the sea mm. and has them and has them in his stomach. Super <laughs> fun, flavory thingy. And it's that. surprisingly good because it, it purges and th that's the key thing here because it actually avoids some destroy effects uh, some you know the pesky ludos that can you know hinder you to destroy people that have amber on them because they would then lose them or or um, uh, brabble that when this is gets destroyed you lose three amber and so on so this it avoids several things uh, with the purge purging so I, I have really positive experiences about this card and it's even though somebody could the next turn destroy it by a destroy um, a destroy effect, 
it still kind of wins you at least tempo, if nothing else. So um, I, I think this is a super fun card. Mm. Uh, I mean, the advantage it, to this as well. Um, sorry, the advantage to this as well is that when you return to play each creature as the active player, you choose the order of your opponent's mm, that, that cards. Yeah, yes. As well, which I think is absolutely brilliant. It can be, it, yes. So, uh, so there are there are situations when I have, uh, for example, played General Sherman, and then I have played uh, Milestrom, which throws my General Sherman on the top of my deck, mm. and then then oh. I will put all the creatures back, but I will put them in my order, and they are the opponents are exhausted. Mm. So so that's a really fun situation because then I will draw the uh, General Sherman again and then uh, you know I could play that again and and uh, you know they have probably played some new creatures something else mm. but yes they know that I will have Sherman in my hand but that's a really fun interaction that I've done and uh, it's surprisingly disruptive at least I mean e- even if no. they can remove him on one turn it's one turn they can't use creatures I mean yes that's 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 skippy time frog. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a huge huge deal. So I, this this card is I think it, this card is in my head underrated. I have not mm. heard so much about this card. Yeah, if I could be a little bit critical, not to your choice as well, because I do really like this card. I like the design, but I think the word purge it gets a little bit misleading here because. Purge is purge. Purge is like you know the, this new shredder format that Archon's Corner were talking about, where you where you rip cards up and they're out of the game completely. Um, when you purge it, it shouldn't be coming back into the game. And so I think this could have been an opportunity for a new, not capture, but a, a, a new mechanic of I don't know holding your card. Um, Wingspan, one of my another one of my favorite board games, has the thing where you tuck tuck cards or, or something so that you, you, it's holding the cards there as well. So I think they could have introduced another type of mechanic here in order to I don't know withhold cards or hold or um, in capture. Oh. I know it's getting too close to the capture thing. No, the, the, um, the here uh, the thing is here that why it's purged. That you know, it's thematically the cards are inside his stomach, so mm. they are not in the discard, which means they need to be in somewhere else. So they are mm. purged. Uh, so in that way, it, it makes sense in my head that they are purged because it's, it still says then that mm. those cards that are purged this way will be put back. Uh, but here's a f- really fun interaction. Um, I have played when people ha- has had their universal recycle bin out, <laughs> and the, and they have used uh, it's it's an item and it says action archive a purge card you own. So technically, <laughs> when the Sherman when you put it down, those creatures are purged. So so the opponent have, has been able to <laughs> somehow. <laughs> You know, managed to get that creature from the stomach <laughs> into their archive. <laughs> That's super hilarious interaction, in my opinion. But, but yeah, yeah. Does that does that work? Yeah, yeah it does yes, work. Yeah. That, that works. Yeah, yeah. Super funny. Yeah, no, I I, compl- I completely understand what you're saying, but I just for for me, purging is out of the game, and it's not 
never coming back. But I see what you mean where, you know, it's it's in this limbo place. Yeah, limbo place. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, Jason. But yeah, that was my card. Mm. Uh, uh, the effects like this in the first set, there was Spangler Box that did something similar. Uh, it purged cards without purging them, and then they could come back. And actually, okay, it caused a lot of debate at the time. I mean, this was a card that led to rules discussions. So, so, so I, I do actually agree with you that it might have been easier to understand the rules mm. if they would have said put the cards under General Sherman rather than purge. Uh, mm. yeah. yeah, it's definitely. I definitely think you have a, a point there. Even though probably the fun of being able to use the recycling bin, <laughs> even though it's super rare, the fact that it can happen, I yeah. think maybe it's... it's worth the rules confusion just to have this crazy <laughs> thing happen. So I mean, I I, I, re- I still remember the game when the opponent was like. Can I do this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you should. Okay. And then he clicks and he takes his creature, one creature out. He's like, oh yeah, this is super fun. I mean, we had we had like a key for some moment. It did, didn't matter who won the game. We were just so happy about that interaction. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I yeah, those key forge moments are, are worth are worth holding on for. Uh, when we're waiting to come out of our lockdowns and play in real life, uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Okay, let's let's move on and take uh, Hydro's second card. Okay, my second card. It's actually keeping up a bit with purging as a theme. Uh, the card is Think Twice. It's a uncommon logos action, uh, and it says. Play an action card from your discard pile, then purge it. Uh, so basically, mm. it allows you to repeat the effect of the best uh, action card you have played so far in the game. Uh, it allows you to play a card that is not Logos on a Logos turn, uh, but it is at the cost of purging it, so you can't play it again later on. So it's it makes for some really interesting decisions, uh, and it, I think it's super powerful. Uh, even though you purge mm. a card, it's super powerful uh, and uh, very fun. Agreed. That that's a fun card. Yeah, I was just wondering if you know comboing with certain key cheat, ca- cheat cards as well if you have an November or you know one of the the at no cost um i mean data forge yeah if you manage to co- get a lot of cards into your hand you play data forge forge a key and then you play think twice and that's it you have two keys but i mean there are so many powerful actions in key forge so yes you're, you're so, you will yeah. likely have something really good that you really exactly. want to do oh, at yeah. that time definitely, yeah. definitely. There's, there's, unless there's so you many... get it in your opening hand and then you're a bit sad but uh, you it's probably worth holding on to it's that good uh, uh, it's um it really just it has a lot of potential mm. super super nice super nice card i have a deck that has th- two of those nice that's lo- wow. that's lovely yeah so then you think twice Twice. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, uh, that I can I can say that 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 deck is really brain burning, so <laughs> it, it fits the theme. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this, this, just the cards that we're bringing out now is such a big part of the reason why I, I, I'm so enjoying Dark Tidings, and I'm such a big Dark Tidings fan. Um, and I know, I know, there's others of you out there in the Nordic Keyforge community. I know you're there, and we can talk about that actually, maybe at the end if we've got time. Um, my second card is such a fun card um it's a logos card it's an action card and it's mind bullets and <laughs> i have so much fun and I, I love the 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 control here as well it's a play effect uh deal one to each creature for each creature so each card that you've played this turn and so played at the right time you control how many obviously how how damaged everything gets so if you've got a um i don't know a, a doorstep to heaven or something in in hand ready to play next turn you know you can damage everything just enough for that ember rush or if you need to just do a board wipe you play at last if you obviously if you've got another big hand um did you mean cleansing and- wave for the ember burst Sorry, cleansing wave. I did mean cleansing wave. Sorry, I just doorstep to heaven is such an annoying card at the moment that is a vein in my a vein of my existence. So, um, yeah, I, I mean uh, cleansing wave. Uh, but it's just such a, a powerful card that can have uh, really good. and the flavor text here as well. Uh, few understand the secret of its power. Uh and I think in every in every deck it will have a different role um, because you know how much damage do you need to be able to do because it's to each creature. It's not only to your enemies, so you've got to think about the damage that's coming to, to, to you. Now think of other combos. Think of situations where you've got a couple of hard Simpsons on the de- on the board with a high tide. Um, uh, maybe you've got a Brend. The fanatic on the board, uh, you know, so many of these things where you want to be dealing damage to yourself in order to uh, trigger an effect. Uh, so that's one of my actual favorite useful cards. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah. I think the the card text is some kind of reference to a song. I think also is uh, it. It's, I'm. I'm not. I don't know them so well. I think someone said it's a tenacious D reference, uh, but I don't. <sighs> that uh, makes so much sense here. Who needs Archon Arcana when you have Hydrophilic Attack on the podcast? Huh? <laughs> but I. I but, but I don't. I, I'm just saying what other people. T- I. I don't know that. Uh, okay. So, yeah. So. So I'm not sure. This. Let's. Should we should we put it out there for our listeners? Anyone who can come back and 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 verify this thought to us, you know, which which song? If it is it Tenacious D, is it another song that this is referring to? Great, cool. Well, um, yeah, that's card number two. Card number three for Mister K-pop. My third card 
is actually Hydra Cataloger. Oh, I love that card. Um, so much. This card, I, I really love to have several of those also, because just having one really doesn't um, change the game. But when you have two or three, that's when people outside the, the set of Dark Tidings starts to actually use Tide. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a lot of fun because suddenly people are bouncing Tide a lot. Mm. I've, I, have, uh, I have a deck that has three of the, these cards. So the, so the Hydro, Hydro Cataloger, it's an artifact. It uh, gives you one Amber Pip. And it says that after a player raises the tide, they archive the top card of their deck. So think when you have three of these down, uh, you with with raising it to tide, you will archive three cards. And sure, you get three chains, but that starts to be actually efficient and good for you to actually raise the tide, um, yeah. especially towards the end of the game or mid game. So it's super fun to play this because this this makes a new meta game where people just bounces the uh, keeps bouncing the hydro cataloger, archiving three cards, and then they have like insane amount of chains. That's super fun. So I, I have had a lot of fun with this mm. cataloger, and I know yes, it's double edged sword. Uh, for example, mm. I hate I hate decks with Edai because suddenly Ida becomes I love them. super strong <laughs> because they can just easily get three cards in the archive. Yeah. Uh, so, sure, there's the downsides, but there's also upsides. Um, hopefully your deck can, uh, you know, um, take more advantage about uh, using this card. Sure, you have DT cards that uh, manipulates the wave, so you don't need to take change. But there are also other cards that really helps you. For example, a data forge that you have a, a easy way of having a lot of cards in your hand. For example, mm. there's many, there's many, a lot of things that this can enable and yeah. and do better. Produces so many but, good but, situations. Yeah, exactly. But what I why I really like this card is because uh, when I've played um, DT. Uh, decks against non-DT DT decks, people tend to not raise the tide that often. Mm. And I kind of miss that battle of tide, which happens much often when you play DT versus DT. Mm. So this activates that game. So just because of that, I really like this card. I Sorry, I, I like that it has Hydro in the name. <laughs> I was I was gonna make the comment to say like is is this the device that can finally put Hydro in order? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring some order to Hydrophilic Attack. No, I was gonna mention the uh, flavor text here, which is just brilliant. The Hydro Cataloger isn't just a brutodon that you can dump things on. It's a series <laughs> of tubes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so random. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's also it's also Livia the elder, so she's the di one of the dinosaurs. So there's this theme, you mm. know, dinos finding this, and they're like, "What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> and actually, it's interesting with the the, the Brutodon thing that Zaramis brought up last week, auxiliary Brutodon. Um, and dumping things on a Brutodon. 
uh, there's just so oh, so much depth to that, and we're going to bring bring that out in the next episode a little bit as well with some of the backstory to this as well. But I I love this card. Thank you, Mister K, for bringing this one forward. Uh, I think it's a double edged sword. Of course, it's a double edged sword, but I think the pros outweigh the cons and the risk of your opponent taking too much advantage of this. Okay, Hydro. Uh, let's have a look in your catalogs and uh, see which is your third card. Okay. I like that. that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so my third card is first or last. Um, it's a uncommon sanctum action. Uh, it says choose one, either purge each creature with the highest power or purge each creature with the lowest power. Uh, so I think there are a lot of reasons to like this card. Uh, one is it's very flexible. Usually you can, maybe you have all the highest creatures, but then maybe your opponent has the lowest creature, so you can do something with it, or the other way around. Uh, it's a fact that it's purge, so you get rid of destroyed abilities. But specifically, I think it's very good against really annoying mass mutation cards. It's a really good answer to some specific mass mutation cards. Mm. Uh, so it's a way to take away a gigantic immediately. That's one thing. Like uh, you can purge your opponent's uh, Niffle Kong or uh, the Deusilus, for example. Mm. Uh, but even more important, there are these. You know, there are these really annoying one power creatures in. Uh, mass mutations that just keep coming back and coming back. So if you play against a deck with lots of Qmex Rad Pennies. Or lots of Rad Pennies. Yes. Those just keep coming back and back and back. And I think I actually find lots of Qmex even more annoying than lots of Rad Pennies. uh, Because with Qmex, you can just keep calling Logos again and again and again. Either you have to remove it or they get to reap a lot. Uh, so, mm. And you can just keep drawing this super big hand in the end. Uh, mm. And uh, this card just says, no, all of these, they go away, and I don't have to see them again. Uh, and I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, there are not and many not other ways. in the belly of a big fish. Yeah. There are not many other ways Herbs to deal with those, with, <laughs> no. those, with those creatures. So, so I like that. Yeah, I like that, and I like any a, any cards I like that can um, avoid that destroyed keyword as well. Yeah, those destroyed effects. Cool, fantastic. Um, we could get on to my final card now, and I could talk about the obvious glory of Medica's lacquers. I could talk about brown, brown, groundbreaking discovery, which is such an amazing combo. But I think one of my favorite cards, and it becomes more and more of my favorite the more I play it, is Diplomat Agung. And this is a Star Alliance uh, creature. And it is two power, no shield. It's fight, uh, play, fight, reap. For the remainder of the turn, a friendly creature belongs to the house of your choice in addition to its other houses. And I 
just love the it's it's house cheating for any card um in any situation like so you know play fight or reap you can use it and you can house cheat and it just can bring together so many different um uh so many more different um combinations of of effects that you can use each turn or just keep repeating the same effects you can it hasn't got elusive though it's only got two power so it's very very rare that it might stay on the board unless you have multiple uh but yeah i just finding this card more and more useful every time I, I i play those decks that um have this one in especially the multiple ones uh so yeah that's my um that's my third card uh, a lot of fun that can come from this one and it's got Mr. K-Pop's uh, lovely Sour Alliance house cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I mean, what what I like about the Diplomat Ogong is that it actually changes the house of that creature. So there's the, yeah. it enables uh, really interesting interactions. I sadly don't come up now out of blue, but I've I've met Agong several times, and I've been like, wow, oh wow, yeah, because mm-hmm. of that. It makes that and so on. So there's there's like there's a lot of po- interesting interactions that you yeah. can enable. They're not even limited to houses of in the decks that are playing the game. Yeah, even that too. You know, a house of your choice. So it can be in if Sarian is not in the game, you can choose Sarian, and um, <clears throat> you know, not f- there's not a few ways that you can play that but if obviously there are some cards and they skip my mind at the moment that give you you know the ember for um you know the amount of houses in play etc etc um it's just that one extra damage that one extra ember um mm. especially if you can house cheat out of unknown logos into a gun to house cheat yeah. into something else um, as well so many uh opportunities and possibilities uh with this card uh there as well and obviously the the fun part here is that it's play fight and reap so when you it happens when it plays it and it happens when you reap or fight i mm, really like yeah. that flexibility also it, you know it can be that card to hit an elusive and even you know, that too. trigger that effect and and and, and trigger something else to knock into and, and, and kill and, and, and kill that one. You know, if there's something you've got a sanctum with a fight ability um, uh, that, that you've got, got in there. I mean, even the, even the, just the idea it's, it's in star Alliance and star Alliance is about uniting different stuff together. Uh, it's a diplomat mm. and you know, you, mm. it's just a thematic flavor. He's all again, super good. So man, I'm, I'm, I would just, I just love all these kind of cards. This is yeah. just super cool. Exactly. Uh, There's a new trait. Is it Crixix? Crixix? Yeah. Trait. I'm there just... are many cards. I'm just gonna do a quick. Yeah, I, mean, I need to also check this up. I There's, think it's the only only card of its type. He's the only uh, Crixix in the game. Mm, are you uh, sure? Um, yes. How about this? Uh... Wait, sorry. Officer Tabber. 
Officer Tabor, sorry, I I had my um, I hadn't cleaned my filter in uh, AA. Uh, yeah, he's also an alien. Uh, and you know, uh, there is a creature in one of the short stories in Tales of the Crucible is a Crixix. Ooh. Oh, stay tuned next week. I think that is a good time to finish the conversation off tonight. Um, and this won't be the last you hear of us talking about Dark Tidings. Um, there's a lot to talk about with Dark Tidings because it's, you know, it's slightly those those Brits out there, British people out there listening to this. It's the Marmite set of um keyforge you love it or you hate it i think uh, <laughs> um and i certainly am a lover are you a lover or a hater guys what, what's your i'm a lover you're a lover uh, i'm a i'm i'm not a lover the, of buying business. of buying uh, displays to find the best deck because i think <laughs> it's too low yeah. chance but i'm a lover of playing sealed dark tidings uh, so yeah. playing Picking up a deck and having this fun tug of war for the tide and dark tidings against dark tidings, I think that's very fun. And yeah. I've had a lot of fun on TCO sealed with it also. Yeah, I think it's it's a set that we still have so much more to find out about. I don't think I think it's it's given the guys over at um, the Keyforge a huge headache. Um, I don't. I think that is is a very very difficult set to. Um, uh, evaluate. Evaluate. Thank you. That's the that's that's the word I was trying to think of, because really, when the tide is high, it has one SAS level. When the tide is low, it has another SAS level. So that becomes a huge headache to actually rate the the the, the how good the deck is. And because of that, it's just not there. I, I chose not to go for a Dark Tidings deck in my league lineup this week because I just I didn't know enough to about the decks I had to to want to put them in the league, for example. Yep. Um yeah. But it gives so, it gives you a lot of more th- it gives you another thing to think of every th- single turn, right? So it yeah. creates more decisions every turn, and I think that's very fun. Uh, and o- obviously, it's really painful if you took a decision and you just forgot to raise the tide <laughs> before doing something. Like <laughs> I'm still doing that. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um, cool. Well, I think that's enough for um, us tonight. I think we've taken up enough of your ear space there, dear listener. Um, so um, you can find us on loads of different places on social media in the Discord. I'm Jason, the Captain Kirk. Um, you have uh, I'm on Discord as that. I'm Runners to Win on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And I'm active in the Keyforge Facebook now and then as well. So you can find me there and you can find us all on the nkfl.online website as well. Where can they find you guys? Me, they can find mostly on Discord. I'm active on Discord and I am Mr. K-pop everywhere. Yeah, and um, I'm hydrophilic attack or hydro underscore attack everywhere and I'm most active on Discord as well. 
Cool. Fantastic. Well, until next week, for John and Prosper, uh, Lanus, uh, take us out. See ya. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>